Simonson, certified nutrition coach and your host of the Health Investment Podcast. If you're ready to look and feel your best without any confusion, frustration, or stress, you're in the right place. Each week, I interview experts and share no-nonsense, research-backed tips so that you can finally lose weight for good, eat healthy long-term, have the high energy you crave, and feel like a million bucks. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hello, health investor. Welcome to a very special episode of the Health Investment Podcast, the 200th episode. I honestly can hardly believe it. When I started this podcast, I never imagined I'd reach 200 episodes, let alone that I'd have such a wonderful community of listeners supporting me every step of the way. I will never forget recording the first few episodes in my old apartment building, in the gym of that building, to be specific. It was this gross gym with a carpeted floor, really stinky. And I would go down there and record. That was my recording studio because nobody ever used this old stinky gym. And I would be down there for hours. And then I'd come back up into our apartment. And this was during COVID. So both my husband and I were working from home. And he would say, how did it go? And I would tell him, well, I just recorded every episode 10 different times because I couldn't get it right. And I don't know, I was just such a perfectionist at first. I wanted this to be a great avenue of information and insight. And I wanted everybody to learn so much. So I put a lot of pressure on myself at first. I can't say that I've completely let go of that pressure, but it's definitely become less stressful and more fun as I've gone on. Uh, And today you're going to probably notice the setup is a little bit different. I don't have a guest on. You know, I typically interview guests, but I'm not going to interview a guest today because I want this to be a sort of 200th reassessment of what I've done so far, a little state of the union, if you will. But before we dive into more of the content of today, I really just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much for being here. Whether you've been with me from the beginning, or maybe this is the first episode you're listening to, I'm so, so grateful for your support and enthusiasm. Over the past 200 episodes, I've interviewed experts about a wide range of topics relating to health and nutrition and weight loss. We've talked about the benefits of different diets and the science behind exercise, the importance of sleep, and so much more. Through it all, my goal has been to provide you with the most helpful, inspiring, evidence-based information possible, and I'm going to touch more on that evidence-based piece in a bit, but for now, I just want to say that I couldn't have gotten this podcast to where it is today without you. Your loyalty and feedback and support have been instrumental in helping me reach this milestone, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now, as my valued listener, I have two requests for you. If you've enjoyed the show, if you've learned something new, or if you've found inspiration and motivation to live a healthier life, I would ask you to do two things. First, if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, that would be so amazing. 
Reviews are like dollars to podcast hosts. Every review is like you handing me a million bucks. It is so special to read your feedback. And it's also a great way for the algorithms to know that people like the show and to push my content out to new listeners so that I can reach a broader audience. So if you haven't already, if you could go to your favorite podcast platform, wherever you listen to podcasts and write a quick review, that would be great. I would be eternally grateful for you. Thank you so much. Second, if you wouldn't mind telling your friends and or family about the show, that would also be amazing. We both know that word of mouth is one of the most powerful ways to spread the word about anything like a podcast. So if you could help me reach even one more person who you think would benefit from this content, again, I would be so appreciative. Maybe you share your favorite episode on social media. Maybe you tell a coworker who's been struggling with some diet they're on, or maybe just mention the show at a happy hour or a party and casual conversation, however you want to do it. Your referral would be greatly appreciated. All right. So moving on to the main content of this podcast, this unique sort of state of the union episode, I wanted to take some time to explain why I deleted several earlier episodes of the Health Investment Podcast. When I first started back in that smelly gym that I described, (laughs) I was following more of a keto, low-carb eating pattern, pretty strictly. I was really wrapped up in the keto side of social media And therefore, I was following doctors and dietitians and trainers and coaches who preach things like bread is bad, gluten and sugar are the enemy, and seed oils are toxic. I truly thought at the time that the key to weight loss and good health was to cut way back on carbs, way back on gluten, way back on sugar, to avoid seed oils at all costs. And I was just in this kind of web of misinformation. There are some, I I won't say it's all misinformation. There are some nuggets of truth to be told in the kind of keto low carb community. I'm not saying that everything they stand for is wrong, but the majority of what I was doing is not what I currently practice And I have since realized it's really not based in evidence. It's not what the science says about what works for weight loss and optimal health. Since I was caught up in this web, I was inviting guests on my podcast who believed all of these things. But then I woke up and like I said, I learned more about the science of nutrition And I realized that the way I was thinking about food wasn't entirely accurate, nor was it helpful. So for example, I used to think that everyone, regardless of whether or not they had celiac disease or not, I used to think everyone would benefit from cutting out gluten. But now that I have followed more evidence-based practitioners who don't have the bias of being keto or low-carb, Now I have learned that 
the small percentage of people who truly have celiac disease, those are the ones who need to definitely avoid gluten. But for the vast majority of us who don't have celiac disease, gluten-containing grains, for example, can be a part of a healthy, balanced diet, and they're delicious. And I don't want to cut out whole grains because I love them. So that's one thing that I changed my mind about. Another example is I used to think that seed oils were really bad and they should be avoided. I'm sure you've seen this narrative spread around social media. Even doctors say this, right? People who are doctors, either they have their PhD or their MDs, they're spreading this message. But now I realize that a lot of the seed oil haters out there are cherry picking their research and they're not following what the breadth of the scientific research says. Seed oils are found in most processed foods as well as in restaurant and takeout food. So something like canola oil is very cheap. So that's why they're ubiquitous. They're in processed foods, they're in restaurant food, takeout food, they're all over the place. When someone cuts out seed oils, that usually means then that they've cut back on processed foods and restaurant food, and they've started prioritizing real whole foods that they prep for themselves. And then they usually shout from the rooftops that they feel better. But we have to realize this could be correlation, right? Not necessarily causation. This might not be due to the seed oils. This could be due to the fact that they're eating way less processed food and restaurant food. Because of that, they may even be losing some weight. And so their natural conclusion is when I cut out seed oils, I got healthy. But that's not the full picture. By reducing consumption of processed foods and restaurant food and takeout, they also probably cut back on saturated fat and sugar, and they're eating smaller portion sizes. So what you have to understand is many of the people on social media are jumping to these conclusions and using cherry-picked data to support their claims. But a lot of what they're talking about is more nuanced and it's not as black and white as they're making it seem. And there's often other research and possibly even more research that goes against the claims they're making. As I said, I started this podcast with the best intention of sharing what I believe to be the most accurate and helpful information about weight loss and nutrition and health. But I now realize I was wrong about a lot. And I wanted to hop on here and say that because I think it's important to do when we learn and we evolve to be honest and open about that and not pretend like the answers we had five years ago are written in stone and that we can't believe something new in light of new evidence. Once I started following nutrition researchers, rather than now what I would call nutrition zealots, or people who really have an agenda to push. So the way you would identify these people is somebody who tacks on the term intermittent fasting to their handle, or somebody who tacks on low carb or keto to their Instagram identity. 
These I would identify more as zealots rather than unbiased researchers because they have a whole platform built on intermittent fasting or keto or gluten-free. And if they were to come forth and say, actually, in light of new evidence, I realize I was wrong, their whole platform could just crumble. There are hundreds of thousands or millions of followers even. So many of these people are adhering to beliefs that they initially had. Maybe they have now realized they aren't necessarily true, but they're adhering to these beliefs because they're the bedrock of their entire business or their entire platform. I now don't want to take recommendations from those people. I want to follow the research. So since I've been following nutrition researchers, as I said, my views and recommendations have also evolved. And I want my podcast to reflect that. I thought maybe I'll just delete the entire podcast and start over, which was my perfectionist way of thinking. And that's crazy, I now realize. And so instead of going that drastic, I decided I'm going to delete some of these old episodes because I don't feel ethical keeping them out in the world and having them associated with my name when I'm hopping on social media or I'm hopping on a call with a client and I'm purporting to share the most evidence-based information I don't want them then going to search through old podcast episodes and saying, hey, wait a second, we just had a conversation that gluten isn't something I need to avoid, but in episode number 27, you said the exact opposite, if that makes sense. Bottom line, I don't want to cause more confusion in the health and wellness space because there's already enough of that. As we all know, it's a confusing space out there. There's a lot of nutrition noise and weight loss noise, and it can be borderline impossible to sift through all of what's out there and figure out what actually works. From this point on, I want you to rest assured that the Health Investment Podcast is your one-stop shop for content that is trustworthy and accurate and based in science. Where do I stand now when it comes to nutrition and health? Because I've told you, I'm not following those zealots who are saying, cut out all gluten, avoid all seed oils, eat totally low carb, yada, yada, yada. I have come to believe that, first of all, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach or best diet that works for everyone. Really, it's important that you figure out what works for you and meets your individual needs and preferences. That being said... There are some general principles that hold true for most people. Some of these include eating a variety of whole, minimally processed foods, including plenty of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. Another one is limiting your intake of ultra-processed foods. Drinking enough water can't be said enough. Finding a balance between eating for nourishment and pleasure and not feeling guilty or ashamed when you enjoy a treat from time to time. Another is prioritizing sleep and stress management and aiming for a baseline level of movement each day. 
there are many general principles that we can follow that, again, are backed in research that aren't some crazy ideal or fad to follow that's going to be tough to maintain long term. And of course, that list was just a brief summary. There's much more to be said about each of those principles. But again, that's why I'm committed to continuing to explore these topics through interviews with guests that are going to share evidence-based advice and information with you. To wrap up, I want to apologize if you were a fan of a particular episode that I deleted. I hope you understand why I made this decision to delete some of those episodes and move forward in this new kind of frame of mind as I consider who to invite on the podcast. My decision was made with the best of intentions. And again, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this 200th episode and so many of the episodes that came before it. If you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on social media at The Health Investment or shoot me an email, brooke at thehealthinvestment.com. I can't say enough how much I appreciate your support. And I honestly can't wait to see what the next 200 episodes bring. Well, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining me here on the Health Investment Podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of my listeners. On your way out, remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.